Hey, Exchange family, this is Exchanging Stories. I could have gone down a deep, dark hole, but I had a community that just like wove themselves into our family and would not let us slip away. Hey, Exchange, welcome back again to season two of Exchanging Stories. I hope that so far that you've been encouraged uh, with the stories that you've heard from season one and also uh, this season to come has a lot of great uh, thoughts and inspiration, a lot of great stories uh, from people that are in our family. Today, we have Megan Kubler with us. Hey, Megan. Hi. So, um, Megan, if someone doesn't know you at Exchange, this is a question we always ask. Uh, tell, uh, just introduce yourself and tell those who are listening maybe who you are and who goes with you at Exchange. Okay. Um, I'm Megan Kubler. My husband is Bradley Kubler. A lot of people call him Brad. And I have a son, Grady Kubler, who's 13. He's in seventh grade. And then a daughter, Lola Kubler, who just turned eight and she is in second grade. And you will see her running. Uh, every which way on yep. Sunday mornings as soon as she gets out of kids ministry. Yep. And great, of course, is in student ministry. Yes, he uh, is in, yeah, what a blessing. Yep. And so um, you guys, uh, where do you serve? What, what's the, some of the spots that you guys get joy out of serving exchange? We serve in kids ministry. We love it. We love uh, our guidance from our wonderful director, Jenny Anderson, as yeah. well. We serve in the elementary two class, okay. which is second grade. Okay. And then first grade girls, and we love those kids. They're amazing. And um, Bradley serves on the stewardship team. Yeah. And Grady actually serves in kids ministry too. He's one of the youth helpers and buddies in love kids it. men. Yeah. Love it. Megan also gets um, consistently pulled into projects and different things that we're doing at Exchange. And uh, we're really uh, grateful uh, to have them in our family. And our family even gets to benefit from uh, a closer relationship. We uh, go to small group together and, and a lot more than that. That's the probably the the um, most basic level of a relationship. But yeah. uh, these guys have been incredible friends to us um, in so many ways. And so um, we're grateful that they're at Exchange and a part of our family. Uh, but the, one of my favorite stories um, so far on how someone found Exchange is the Kublers. Uh So tell us a little bit, how long have you been at Exchange? What was going on? Like kind of paint for us uh, life before exchange, and then we'll get into to how you found us and okay. all the good stuff. Yeah. Great. Well, we were living in Wake Forest at the time, and we had started attending a church in downtown Raleigh. And it was great. We loved the church uh, when we had Grady. We, uh, you know, we're still figuring out what to do as new parents. And we thought, man, you know, this is kind of hard now. We have this newborn with schedules and, you know, we figured it out eventually. Um, Well, you and Bradley grew up in church too, right? We did. So that was a thing that was, yes, it was, it was never like a new thing necessarily. It was always a priority and we knew that we knew that even more so when you start a family right? as well. Um, and the distance really got us. We couldn't, I worked in downtown Raleigh. I worked at Wake Med and, um, 
I could make that drive for work every day. But then, you know, when we tried to get connected to a small group, it's drive back to Wake Forest, pick up the kid, drive all the way back down yeah. to, to Raleigh to try, you know, try a small group, see yeah. if we can try to make it work. And it just got to be frustrating that yeah. we could not get connected. And I felt so strongly the Lord saying, you have got to find community. You need this. And so... Uh, you got you got to start looking where you live and I felt just that desire to be close to the community right. to be able to serve and to see these people yeah. just you know beyond just Sundays and as long as everything's okay like it's okay for that not to be a massive priority in life right mm-hmm. like so you guys are um, you got Grady you're pregnant with Lola yes and um you're starting to feel a little bit more uh, weight on this. I very guess. much so. Yeah. I was very close to you know giving birth to. We were in December. I remember specifically sitting at the table. I was working on a weekend at my computer, and I got up, went and checked the mail, brought it all back in, and I was looking through, and I saw a flyer from a church <laughs> that said, download our free Christmas album, um, and I, the graphics were pretty cool. I looked at it. I thought, oh man, here, here we are. And I, I yelled, Bradley, I found, I found this flyer for this church nearby in Roseville. It's like 10 minutes from here. Yeah. We need to go this Sunday, tomorrow. I think, I think it was a Saturday. It was the next day. I think it was the next oh, day. Man. We need to go visit them. We just need to check them out. I remember pulling up the exchange church website. And I'm looking surprised at- you made it past that point. <laughs> Looking at your picture with your family, Ed's, and I thought, these people look really nice. <laughs> we looked semi-normal yeah. at that point. Um, uh, and and you immediately downloaded the Christmas album and listened no, to it. No, yeah. absolutely not. I, I completely <laughs> forgot yeah. that, that there was even, that that was something that I'd was still, on the flyer. I still feel like that you've never listened to it, have you? I think I eventually <laughs> did. Maybe a couple of, of years yes. later, I thought, yes. oh, I should go yeah. I should go find where that is. I yes. think it was on Spotify, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I remember Ed asking me too, well, what'd you think about the album? And I was like, oh, I, no, I didn't even look at that. <laughs> I was just excited to find that there's yes. a, a church close by. But I mean, when we drove up to the parking lot, there were, we were, thinking, well, we must be in the wrong place. There's, there's like there. 10 cars here, well, okay, maybe, so, or so maybe this not. Is, this is 2014, which is, this is, two, this yeah, is December. barely a year after Exchange started. Yes. Um, and so, which means we might have grown by one or two families in that year, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're meeting at Rollsville High School. Yes. Massive building. The parking lot is around back. So, you, like, you pull up. And you're passing it and you're like, I don't know if anything is actually happening here. And then you pull up in this massive parking lot and you think nothing's actually happening. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for some reason, you guys decided to get out of the car anyway. We did. Yeah. And we came in and then that we saw long walk down that the, long. Yes. Yeah. The long walk. Oh, and we're man. still wondering, are we in the right place? There were signs up, I think little, you know, foldable signs yeah. that... Uh, so we thought, okay, yes, there, the church is actually in here. It's in here. here. And, um, and Jana was the first one we met at the table to check in. We thought, okay, let's first, let's check out kids ministry, see what they have available for Grady. At that point we're it's probably like two, two classes, classes, maybe, maybe maybe one big classroom where we just throw a bunch of toys in the middle and let them, you know, Lord of the flies style, uh, just go (laughs) after it. Man, I look back yeah. at those 
those early days, and I wonder how we've made it this far, to mm. be honest. So you guys uh, put Grady in children's ministry? Yes. Okay. It says something about your parenting. That first that day. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. thought, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. And then mm. you walk into a 900-seat auditorium. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, <clears throat> there's just a few people in there, yeah. and everyone looks at us, too, like, ooh, those are new people. Yeah. Um, so we did feel a little uncomfortable yeah. right off the bat. We were, um, but by the end of that service and by the, and then, you know, your family among several others invited us out for lunch and we sat around a table and just got to know each other and the comfort that I felt, I was like, this is it. Mm. We're not leaving. Yeah. We're, that's how I felt. We're staying. And so at that point, it's almost as if you, you know, you kind of need this, right? In a way, like Very at that much. point, is it that you think that you need community or is it that point you think you need like church? Just like, I need to listen to sermons. I need, we need to be around this. I need to teach my children about Jesus, you know? I definitely think it's both. Yeah. It's both. I mean, I had... I was very pregnant with my daughter. Uh, I had lost a pregnancy, so I was gripped with fear. Mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to be surrounded by uh, truths. Um, And and I've known Jesus for a very long time, but, um, and I know, and I look back now and I can see how he, he led us to this point to find this, this community. I needed that. And of course I wanted that for my kids too. Um, I knew that we would face, um, things and we already had walked through something really tough without a community. Losing a pregnancy was Mm -hmm. hard. And so, um, I just, that was where we needed to be. We needed to find that we needed just to be fed spiritually, you know, to be equipped. And I love, you know, the, I think maybe that first Sunday we learned the mission of exchange, and I thought, okay, well, if this church really does live out, you know, this mission, then this is going to be hmm. the place for us, for it sure. It wasn't easy, of course, to get, you know, like you're very pregnant with Lola. Yes. And um, so I guess there was probably a couple months there that you guys were hunkering down and um, came back, you know, sometime around Easter or something like yeah. that, right? I think I remember joking with you too, saying we didn't just come back because everybody brought us dinner, (laughs) brought us meals, but we sure did appreciate that. And we so did. We had never actually been in a church community, you know, long enough, I guess, or just anchored enough where that was even a a part of something. And that was such a blessing at that time for sure. And so, I mean, that's obviously a lot of churches do that well. And I think I'm, I'm, not surprised, but I'm I'm glad that Exchange has inherited part of that DNA, maybe of just like meal bringing, you know, if, yes. if I can say it that way, or just caring for people in in very practical ways. Yes, you know, that's even from year one, as we were, you know, really small, and um, you know, we probably every family probably brought you two meals or something like that because yeah. we weren't that big, you know. The meal train stopped pretty quick. Yes. And so you guys fell in love with community, got involved in a small group. Yes. Um, and that became just part of life, right? It did. Yeah. It, it was such a gift. And so fast forwarding, the Lord is, is 
kind of weaving your hearts and your lives into, um, into community, um, that you're really glad that you have, but at that point, you know, it's like you're soaking it up and you're saying, really glad that we have this. I know we need this. And then there's certain, certain circumstances in life that come where you really realize just how much you need community. Yes. Um, that is so true. I mean, the Lord, um, just taught us so was equipping us through our community so much to face like one of the biggest tragedies I lost my mom unexpectedly in the middle of 2020 and um you know walking through that um I don't know how I could have done it honestly um right when it happened you know when I got the call that um uh, she had passed. It was just a, you know, you showed up at our front door and, and Jana and it's all the things that we tried to navigate the logistics of, Oh, we got to leave. We got to go, you know, we got to be with our family being there, helping us with that. And then, you know, I could have gone to a very dark place. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a young mom and I need a mom mm-hmm. and she was just taken away right away. I could have gone down a deep, dark hole, but I had a community that just like wove themselves into our family and would not let us slip away, um, from, you know, helping with the kids to bringing us meals to consistently pointing us to truths and scripture. Um, I don't think that we ever would have been to the place that we're we are right now if we did not have that. And the Lord knew that he knew our story (laughs) way before we even came to exchange. And it's been such a gift to reflect back and to see, you know, that little flyer in the mail led us for these years. And then when this happened, you know, my gosh, that's one of the reasons why this is one of the reasons why. And there may be more things in the future that come, but I think the the trust that we have that our community and of course our good, good father is Mm going to help us through that and give us truths. Um, we can get through anything. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, having scripture of course, you know, is, is so comforting. Um, you know, knowing truth is very comforting, but in those deep moments of grief, um, I think there's something, I mean, I've experienced this, just like the ministry of presence, right? Like people close to you yes, who, who don't have to say a lot or anything that are just there, you know, let's talk about just like walking through grief for a second. We, we did this a little bit, um, even last season, um, you know, TJ, his story was, was very similar in that he yes. lost his, his dad, you know, he's young father, y'all lost his dad unexpectedly and suddenly, and you know, that, that walking through grief is, um, it's difficult no matter what, it, it doesn't matter who you have in your life and 
what truth you have. It doesn't literally grief does not care how much money you have in your bank account. It does not matter how many vacation days you have coming up and can, can kind of chill for a second. Grief doesn't care about anything else in your life. Like it comes straight for you and it comes hard, doesn't it? It does. It comes really hard. And you know, I'm, I'm a nurse and I, I learned at some point in nursing school, the, the grief process and then, but hadn't really lived it. And, um, it's not a process. I was just so anxious to get through it though. And it, it is not the, mm-hmm. the way I don't feel anyway. It is the yeah. way that the books say it, it is. Right. It can take you to some really, um, really dark and scary places in your mind. And, um, you can have all sorts of emotions mm-hmm. and, and it stays with you. It's also something I've learned. It's, I don't, it's not something I, you get over. It's something I'm always going to be doing yeah. while I'm here, whether yeah. it's for a family member, whether it's you're grieving like the brokenness of this world, mm-hmm. it's something that's going to stay with you here anyway. Yeah. I mean, you've said that twice and we talked about this earlier. You've said like, while I'm here. While you I'm know, here. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, well, what's- this life is but a moment. And I tell you, um, I have a stronger eternal perspective than I've ever had. Hmm. Um, honestly, walking through losing my mom has tethered my heart to heaven even more so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I know the battle has been won. Death has been defeated. Mm-hmm. We're here, but we know that this is not the end. Yeah. And I truly feel that way. And I'm really thankful that I can think that way. Yeah, that takes, I mean, that that is um, the hope of heaven, it's 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 a hope that goes further than um, just a memory verse, you know, like th- that you learn, you know, early in childhood. I'm, I think those are important. Yes, and I think they matter. Uh, and we'll talk about that in a second. Just about how scripture, people sending you scripture, helped. We know it's true, but I think that that prevents provides this foundation of our hope that we say this, this world is not all that there is. You know, I think a lot about, I think a lot about our neighbors and our friends and our family who this world is all that they have, you know, and they walk through dark circumstances like this. Yes. And I, it's, it's just been a long time since I have been in a spot where um, this world is all that I have, you know, and I forget how heavy that is. Yes. I don't know how people can walk through life and all that comes with it here mm-hmm. while we're here. And some people do. That. I think some people do, you know, they just don't know the truth. And then I think I've experienced this. Like I, I know that this is true. I think there's people that are there, each week on Sundays and still wrestle with, man, am I really like, is this for real? Do I really place my hope in, in heaven? 
you know? What would you say to that person that's like, that's there every week? It's, you know, it's a part of our life. It's a part of our schedule. Maybe even, you know, maybe growing up like we did in, in that church is something that you do. It's just, it's every Sunday. Yeah. Every yeah. Sunday. It's a part of, it's a part of who you are, but there's a moment, right? Where that, that stops being the case of like, this is a, an obligation. Yes. Um, yeah. and this is, this is the community of which God has called me to, but also like, this is, this is the people that are going to support my faith when my faith is weak. Absolutely. And so when does that become, uh, you know, a little bit different for you of, this is this is real, and this is the faith that literally gets me through the the darkest hour of life. It is um, it's so crazy because I can sit and think about so many situations where um, you know someone else was walking through something, mm-hmm. and and were asked you know by by that member of our community or a small group, you know, to, to pray, let's all join in prayer. Mm-hmm. And then when we see the Lord move in such amazing ways, I'm thinking what a gift it was to pray for their circumstance, because mm-hmm. I just have seen, you know, the evidence of those mm-hmm. prayers. And that's so faith affirming to me, mm-hmm. even last season of exchanging stories, listening to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. I thought, what a gift it is for me to sit here and hear this, because that is just, wow, it's more faith affirming over faith affirming over and over and over again yeah. to see the Lord work in these, these stories. So to the person that's just, you know, coming every Sunday, but truly has not uh, felt just the, the weight of the good weight of heaven and eternity, like mm-hmm. that it is there. And yeah. um, I would say you pray for an open heart. Like yeah. the first thing that we should do is just be on our knees in prayer, asking the Lord to show us. Yeah. There's many times where I've prayed, you know, when I feel like, you know, my faith is just fading. Um, there's lyrics, there's a song when I feel I'm actually forgetting them right now, but, um, there are times where you just have to say, Lord, give me, give me that faith. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what you, that's what you pray for. And he will, Yeah, he will give that to you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, identifying that faith from others around you and saying like, man, I want, I want a faith like that. And I think that, you know, you've certainly modeled that kind of hope. I know it hasn't felt like that um, many days, but I think f- for a lot of people in our community, you've modeled that kind of faith to where I said, my, my heart is tethered to heaven. My heart will break right now. It's full of sorrow. Yes, and it pain, is. And, and yet I have hope. I have an eternal hope. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, I think that is, is helpful, you know, for, for some who, who might just see church as, as, um, you know, an hour and a half on Sunday, it can be more than that. And I think when it's more than that, it gives us, um, partners and it gives us, um, stabilizing people in our life when our faith is weak, 
you know, they're able to help lift it up. You, you said earlier, like even, you know, on days where it was just really dark, it was as if like the spirit was telling people like, Hey, reach out to Megan, send her this. Absolutely. It could be, it could be a day where I'm, you know, in my head, something, something's up and I'm, you know, in a mood or feeling some way. And then the fact that we're so much, especially in our small group, so um, involved in each other's lives and want to share things. Mm -hmm. We open scripture or a book or we read something and we think, this is too good to keep to ourselves. We yeah. need to share it. Yeah. So it's like, those are the days that it's so faith affirming for me as well. I can be having a, a moment and then I'll get a text message that has scripture or has a, a screenshot of an image of, um, you know, something that was said in a book that someone was reading. And I thought oh, that was meant for me. Yeah. You know, the fact that the spirit works through um, our community yeah. to speak to us at many different times. Mm-hmm. It's such a special thing It's such to a have that. Yes. yes. And everybody's busy. I understand this. You know, uh, our, our family, again, we, we get to be in small group with the Kublers, but, you know, I, I think there's weeks where it's just so busy and you're like, man, I would love a, a night where we're not doing this or whatever. You know, it doesn't say anything about your relationship with those people. It's just... You know, we, we lead busy lives. But what would you say to that person who maybe, um, you know, for them, uh, churches that Sunday morning and uh, the community aspect of it isn't really important right now to them? What would you say as we kind of start to wrap this up? What would you say to that person um, and how would you advise them to pursue community? Oh. I mean, I could say you're being ridiculous right now <laughs> and you have no idea what your your thoughts are all messed up. You need to just realign those. Um, I know it's hard. You, Some people are just very private. And yeah. frankly, you know, we were talking about the church that the church life that we grew up in before. Yeah. Sometimes you just kept certain things to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you showed up on Sundays. You went to all the events, the cookouts, the yeah. um but actually being vulnerable with a group of people that maybe you don't know that well is a scary thing. Um, it's hard to open up mm-hmm. like that, especially if you've not been in that place before. Yeah. Um, I would just say there's, there's so much there. So if you just have to force yourself to show up just one day, one evening, just yeah. show up. And to open up, to be vulnerable. And to open up, be vulnerable for just a little bit. Yeah. And just see, you know, test. It's okay if you go into it slow. Yeah. Um, it's such a gift. So the whole busyness, yes, we live a very busy life. Yeah. Making time for small group may seem like a huge mountain to climb, but you'll work your priorities to make yeah. that be a top one. Yeah. When and it's you just understand, hard when you don't know the benefits of it. Yes, you know, you have to experience that. You have to experience it, and and I think as I have seen, as I have experienced, as you have experienced, it's those people who carry you through the dark moments of life. They do. Yeah, Megan, thanks for sharing, and thanks for encouraging us to uh, to dive into community. 
I think it's something scripture pushes us towards. It's something that the church is built on. It's not meant to uh, be lived out uh, in individual, isolated contexts, but in a group of people who are seeking the Lord, who have their faith and their hope in heaven. And so, Exchange, I hope that this has encouraged you. Maybe you're on the line. Maybe you're at a spot where life is really busy and another night of the week um, diving into community doesn't seem like much fun. It might seem like a lot of work. I hope this story has encouraged you uh, to live your life with others, to be vulnerable, uh, to pursue relationships. Uh, So not just that you can be helped when you need it, but that you can help others when they need it. So Exchange, I hope that when you look back at your story, you're also able to see that those moments uh, the Lord has sovereignly prepared for you as he's writing your story out. Uh, We will see you next time on Exchanging Stories.